Hey, welcome to First Day Copites. Uh, uh, is that a Sadio Mane picture? Disrupted my start already. <laughs> like them. Okay, let's get going. Um, it's episode 27 of season three. This is a podcast for Liverpool supporters in Delaware and friends of those Liverpool supporters. Uh, um, thanks for uh, listening on your preferred platform. We're available on all of them. Uh, it's Monday. It's February 21st. Um, joined by Daz, and maybe we'll be joined by Sean, uh, but certainly by Hytham and uh, me, Paul. We're going to unpick the week that's just happened and look ahead a little bit to Leeds in the league and Chelsea in the League Cup in the next six days. Uh, the Reds have just won eight, their eighth game in a row. Um, they beat Inter Milan in the San Siro on Wednesday. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a lot probably about Norwich because there's a lot to unpick. We'll probably touch on Manchester City and how failing we think the Premier League title chances are, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves. And then, uh, as I said, we'll look at the week ahead. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Leeds game will be an exercise in how, how good it can be facing Leeds after they played three days ago. And then we've got the Chelsea final, lots of other things to talk about. Um, but I'm going to start with Hytham. Um and take us back to the San Siro last Wednesday. A um, few narratives here. Uh, I, I felt like I heard a few people talk about how terrible we were until we brought on the subs. I felt like we had about 10 minutes in the second half, which may you know, mirror what happened yesterday. Uh, what, what, what was your take on the game? And uh, what, what, what were the things that you would draw out as the most important moments? I get tired of hearing people talking about us playing bad, and, and all of that. So, I mean, we were at the San Siro playing the uh, champion of Italy uh, with their crowds, full stadium. And we came out with three points or, or, or a win. It doesn't, the points don't matter. A win, two goals, all of that. Um, yes, I mean, it was natural for them to be comfortable and actually, you know, it's not, we're not playing, you know, excuse me, Porto fans. Uh, we're not playing Porto at Porto. We're playing the uh, Serie A champions. So it was expected that they will come out with some oomph, right? Um, but we withered that storm. Um, I mean, technically, they only had one shot on target. I know the, the stats, the actual stats say they only had, uh, they had zero shots on target, but there's that one that hit the 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 the, the top bar or the post or whatever. Uh, but I mean, yes, they controlled uh, you know the ball for longer um, periods of times, and 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 we weathered that spawn. We we had we played well offensively, uh, defensively, um, and then you know obviously the, the changes were made. Um, the uh, you talked about the turning point, and it was when the subs were made, and 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 you know from then it was just wide open for us, and 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 we capitalized on that, and and we scored goals. But the, it just it, it gets on my nerves when I hear people, whether it's pundits or, or or delusional fans or whatever, talking about, or or even other teams fans talking about how bad we were, and, and it was a bad. Um, match or whatever come on you know again going back to what justin says every now and then um our good friend from um olc olc uh ny 
Um, just just watch the 90 minutes. Look at the 90 minutes. You know, forget this craziness. Like, you know, we have to squeeze the life out of every team that we play. Um, just, just, just enjoy it. So that's my take on the match. I'm happy about the result. I'm happy that we won. And, and, you know, I think basically we have a really, we've, we've, we've put ourselves in a really, really good position for the second leg, if, if, if nothing, you know. So honestly, I would not have been unhappy with a nil-nil. Uh, and, and I think I said that to someone at about 60 minutes, just forward. But, but I actually thought one of the things that was most interesting was Kanate and Van Dijk looked really, really impressive. Uh, I think, you know, I know you said they had that one chance to hit the bar, but the one thing they kept replaying that I saw was the one that uh, Lataro Martinez could have headed in. That would have needed to be the most pinpoint ball ever to have found his head, given how the coverage on him. And of course, he didn't he didn't get that close to it. Um, but I thought they were great. Uh, subs obviously made a big difference. Um, that for me is, you know, we, we've won twice in the San Siro in the same season. Um, and that seems like par for the course for us now. That that is pretty, you know, we're, we're, that's heady heights in my world. Uh, so it is, and even even you know, Paul. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, even that chance, you know, it's a chance. It, chances happen in matches. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that's that's what takes on. Even if they scored, that's fine. But we came out with the three four with uh, with the win. So that's that's yeah. what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we, we we need Sean to join us to tell what the XG was, but it felt like we had other chances that didn't get remarked upon, um, you know, in comparison to the, the Inter chances. So, um, so Daz, you, you've probably seen a few games that we played against Internazionale over the years, or teams from Milan. Um, where, where did this one rank? Um, and uh, who who was who, who who was your star of the show in the end? I, I guess. Oh, well, this one was less fun than the, the Nat Phillips um, Cruyff turn for me. But mm-hmm. I was in, in terms of importance, I'd probably, I'd probably say that, that was, was definitely one of the more important wins we're ever going to have. Um, you, talked, you were talking about like, key takeaways. For me, it's, there's a couple. It's the, it's the return of, of, of Virgil van Dijk. And you'd mentioned what a good partnership that was. And it's just, it's, it's incredible to see, well, how old is he now? 22, 23, 24? Kanata, he's, he's a kid. Oh, yeah, 22, I think he is. Yeah, he's yeah. a kid. Yeah. And Plop just, like, plops him in the middle and he just gets on with it. It's almost like he's, he's almost tailor-made for that. He's playing next to Virgil van Dijk, granted, which would probably make me look good. Which really doesn't take much. But, um, uh it was incredible to see just how well he acquitted himself. And I, and I think I, I, te- I tweeted that at, at some point, like it's to take a bow sign. Like that was, that was an impressive performance. Um, another key takeaway is the same as it ever was in terms of punditry. It's like they, they all in sundry just have to have some, some shite to chat. It's like they, they, they can't help themselves. It's, it's boring. Um, Another good thing for me is like in terms of like watching that 90, I've, my inner chimp doesn't come out as, as quickly and as, and as vociferously as it was, it was like as far or as recently as, as like three weeks ago. It's, I just, whereas like I'd have that angst before, although I did, I did say to you guys in the Norwich game, I didn't have a good feeling after we went one nil down, but it's, it was, it was a fleeting feeling. And we just seem to be able to handle adversity a lot better than we did last year. 
Um, that was another another big takeaway. And just how spoiled for choice we are. My God, Klopp has gotten his, his the last two subs, uh, sets of subs that he's made have have, have been instrumental in, in shifting the match in our favour. Yeah. And I know that oftentimes, and I believe on these airwaves, you said that, that it's, it's, sometimes it's infuriating to watch how poorly we utilise our subs. But now it's like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Like you can just like close his eyes and pick someone off the bench and and that person's going to—it has the quality to change the match. We're not—we're not looking to Tyler Morton to come on and, and, and do a job for us anymore. Like, can you imagine seeing Tiago coming on on sixty minutes? Like, for Christ's sake, this is—it's just—it's not fair. So it's—it just feels like we're firing on the cylinders that we need to. And we just found out that we might not have Jota and Bobby back for this weekend. And and, yeah. and I didn't skip a beat. I was like, well, it's next man up. You know, like I think we proved this last weekend. We can do a job with whom, whomever. So that was my, my my biggest takeaway was like just how split for choice we are. Yeah. Just um, we can wax, we can wax a little bit ahead. I was gonna say, as an aside, I think uh, no one is ever gonna vote for us having five subs in the Premier League after that performance. Nope. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's because that was scary, yeah. Bruce, right? Yeah, let's pick on three more players. Yeah, now you're tired, right? And, and, well, it's, it's just it's, it's just awesome to see. Like, and, and there's portions, and I think that this has happened to us more frequently than it hasn't, where we we kind of lose our polish for the lack of a better way of putting it. We do seem to scramble a little bit, but I think it's important that we go through that process because, as to Hytham's point, that someone Every team, it doesn't matter if it's Burnley, if it's if it's Norwich, if it's whoever it is in the league, they get they will get gain the ascendancy for a, even if it's for a short period of time. Like, and if you if you let your guard down, you're going to go a goal down against Norwich. It was an unlucky deflection, but it's still like it's they 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 had a couple of opportunities. They came at us. They weren't scared. So it's it's just good to see that like now we we seem to be able to handle that adversity a little bit better. You know, and so much was made about how dangerous into it. And they, they did look good for portions, but all those all those opportunities that everyone was talking about, they were off sides. Yeah. So yeah. it's, and that's one, it's just, just a kind of an aside. That's one of the reasons I don't like to see referees not, not whistling it dead when they know it's goddamn well and good, it's off sides. Because what it does is it, start, it allows the other team to get their tail up. Whether or not, whether or not they score, it's, it's like it gives, them that, it gives them that momentary bump that they believe that they can do it. Yeah, I I think the good thing about that, and I, 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 did we talk about this last week? I can't remember. There was an interview with Fabinho at Burnley where the the guy talked to him about, uh, and we may have mentioned this last week, but I think it's worth reiterating. Um, the the interviewer says like, oh, they had a lot of chances, and he like looks at him like, what? <laughs> what? and uh, the good thing is the team knows that actually you'll, these teams are not having a lot of good chances against us because they're mostly offside. And but the problem if they don't score and the game continues, they're allowed to show that much of the day as oh the high line it's such a problem for them. Um, but also like anything that did get uh, did get Allison's way he's not he snuffed out like his yeah. his one on one his one on one defending is, is unbelievable. Like it's he's just in people's heads like they just can't seem to get around him. So we do not have enough time to talk about all the magnificent players we have in our football team. I don't think. Um, but I do want to move on to the Norwich game because uh, there's there's a there's a lot of things that we could we could talk about here, um, and I think our agenda has only like 25 items that we could have talked about with that game. 
Um, and, and where at Starhytham is with, well, here's another game where it's like, oh, for 60 minutes, Norwich kept them under control. I watched that game back. It could have been 5 0 in the first half, yeah. like with a bounce of the ball in the right way. Um, and I do think them scoring definitely like took things up a notch. The crowd was into it. Um, obviously, Tiago came on the field, which we can talk about. Um, what, what, share with us what your thoughts about the Norwich game, because there's, there's a lot of things I think you can take away from it. Yeah, so I, I did not watch the first half. Um, I think I, when I got in, or, or I think I got in like with five minutes left in the first half, I, um, I had to be somewhere else. Um, but was kind of like, okay, you know, uh, typically around the 40th minute is when I think that we will score our first goal each and every match. That's just, I don't know, something in my head and it didn't happen, but I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a premier league match. I wasn't worried. Fabinho, Fabinho wasn't on the field. That was the problem. Yeah, that, that was that was actually the biggest surprise. Uh, just see, seeing who's who's on on the pitch because I didn't even get to see the lineup. Uh, but when I saw it, actually, it was it was kind of like a, a breath of fresh air. Not a breath of. It's not like you know I'm I'm not happy with the lineup so before, but just seeing that the 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 two fullbacks were not there. Um, Fabinho wasn't there. Um, you know, obviously Jota, uh, Bobby were not there, and I found that they were injured. Uh, but just seeing the options, you know, like that's what Des was saying earlier. It was like, wow, you know, we we actually have. Uh, I mean, I knew we had op- options, but just to see them, you know, playing and playing well and all of that, it, it was good. And then obviously the the the, the goal came in. Um, uh, you know, uh, it, it it could happen. Um, um, it, it was a deflection. I think in a normal circumstance, that, that that's a, a very easy save for Allison. But it, it, it happened. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just it, it felt to me like you know again. Just I think we, we've talked about this a few times in the past, but it felt like back in um, was it 2019 to, to uh, 2020 when we won. Basically, we go down and, and we come back and win. So I wasn't really yeah. freaking out. And then. You know, I knew there was going to be something up the sleeve of uh, Klopp and, and Pep, um, and it happened. You know, Thiago came in, and you know the the switch of formation. Das, uh, I know you want to talk about that, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was again, you know, an enjoyable match. I just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I again, just like I said a few minutes ago, I forced myself to watch the the, the full ninety minutes before you know, starting to freak out and all of that stuff. So, I've, you know, um, but yeah, um, happy with the outcome. Um, would have liked the clean sheet, but um, it was, uh, and it, it came from Matip. So you can't be mad at that, you know, the deflection. <laughs> so. so so we do want to recap a little bit because Sean's just joined us uh, and clearly we've had a lousy start to the game and mm. uh, we need the uh, subs to come on and help us out in, in this one which would be the narrative, obviously, of the last two games. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll go to Daz first, Sean, because uh, we're talking about the Norwich game. Um, and Daz apparently wants to talk about tactics. I, I'm really not sure about this. Four, I heard Klopp talk about four four two, and I was a bit confused, oh. if I'm quite honest. <laughs> but, uh, so, so feel free, because there are so many narratives in this game, like Salah's 150th goal, um, 
the guy called Luis Fernando Diaz scoring his first goal for Liverpool. Ooh, Fernando. Did, did you know it was his middle lane, by the way? But anyway, um, I'll go to you on the 4-4-2 and we can go back to Luis Diaz and Mo Salah. Uh, in all honesty, I would probably wouldn't have noticed that we did go to a 4-4-2 as quickly as if Thiago hadn't have come on and, and said, mouth four, put all up four fingers, four and then two. I was like, oh, so it looks like we're going to go to a 4-4-2. I, I just, I, I was... I think we've been saying it for ages that 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 Origi works best with a strike partner. Like he's wasted on the wing for the most part. If he has someone in and around him that he can dump the ball off to, because he's a big, he's a he's a he's more of a traditional number nine. He's a big guy, likes to hold it up, will run the channels for you. I think it took us a, a little while to figure it out because Diaz and him were, were almost tripping over each other uh, for, for 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 periods of that. And it was nice. I think that that tied in nicely to Diaz too. I think he was a little bit. A little bit at sea for a while, but once he got his once he got his legs under him, um, well, he saw the result. That ball from Henderson though was sumptuous, sumptuous. What was it? Thirty-two or thirty-four passes. Everyone touched the ball except Origi in that in the lead up to that. And I was reading somewhere. I think that's the most number of passes before a goal since they started taking records for like since like two thousand. You more busy, right? Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, um, it's. I, I, I like I like the four four two, but again, it's so personnel driven mm-hmm. uh, because we're we're going to require a lot of the guys on the outside to do work, to look to a lot of doggies and a lot of donkey work to get back up and back up and and and, and, and to be there as the extra attacker. And I think it didn't. It took us a little while to get it right, but when we did, it was like we were, I felt like we were unplayable. And again, that was very. So I'm wondering if this is something that that we've been working on. I, I have no idea when the hell Klopp has the time for do it to do it. Maybe like it's they're doing it virtually, like when it, before everyone goes to bed, so everyone's playing FIFA together. I don't know. But um, it was I, I, I like formation changes because I think that it now gives people something to think about. And I'm I'm super excited to, and I think that Anfield Rep mentioned this today. That's that that, that Diaz provides a problem and a solution almost all in one because in order to get the most out of them, I don't, and I think they said that like, I don't remember anyone getting as much free, like the keys to the city, so to speak, as much as Diaz has in this first, like, because his, his, his positional discipline has not been quite what you'd expect from a wide player for us in a four, three, three, you'd see him like basically on the right-hand side, right next to Salah at some, in some instances when he was supposed to be out left. So, but I, I think, I think that that, that that uncertainty and that chaos that it creates is is a blessing and a curse for us. So I, I, I see him; I, he's going to pop up and score a couple of a couple of goals for us. And I, and, and I think that a lot of them will be more scrappy than he, he seems to me. Like he's going to be in the right man, in the right place at the right time, kind of a little bit like Jota. And he's one of the guys that likes to advance the ball through through dribbling. Like he's not like he the first thirty minutes he was. Yeah, I think he tore the arse out of it a little bit. I was like, okay, mate, just like knock it off and then and try and go at him once. And if you if you don't can't get past him the first time, knock it around and then, and then then try again later on. But every ball he got, he was like he was trying to he was trying to beat everyone. I was like, oh. but I, I'm having said all that, I'm super excited to see him play for us. And I, I I wouldn't be too upset if he did play for us in the Carabao Cup this weekend. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think that uh, Bobby and 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 Jota will be will be welcome too, but. I wouldn't be upset to see Diaz get the start. His pressing is phenomenal too. 
I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't remember you pressing that much when you were uh, at Porto. Maybe he did. I didn't watch that much Porto, but I, he I, presses I, the hell out of the ball. I think I'll rock it. I'm sure a rocket scientist figured something out about his ability to press, even if he wasn't actually pressing. Um, so, so one thing I found fascinating, and I'll, I'll go to you next, Sean, is that we have what? So, so I think obviously we've watched this team for a long time, and I think we we kind of having like had to talk about it. We know a bit about formations. I was entirely confused about what that when when I read four four two, I'm like, what? Because honestly, it looked to me anything other than an, a rigid four four two formation. I mean, at times, like I think someone said, Simicas was the most advanced player on he the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if anything, it was a two four four, but it could have been a two two three. What it was, it was mad, and it's no wonder. It's a lot of math could not cope with that. Given yes, so uh, Sean, um, we'd be delighted to hear about the Syrian wedding. But uh, you did get a chance to watch the uh, Liverpool game. We'd also be keen to hear about that too. So, yeah. So, as, as Paul said, I went to a, a, a very – it was a lot of fun, interesting wedding over the weekend. Um, a friend of my wife's, uh, you know, from Syria. So, it was like, you know, Syrian customs. And, and uh, it was exciting. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. I, I would take too many words. Um but it was a lot of fun. But as a result, I, I missed the second half. Um, so, I mean, I only have the first half to, to go on and what I've heard about the second half. But, um, I mean, I guess what I heard was that Tiago came on and we basically went to a double pivot. And then at that point, we kind of – I felt like we were dominating the game prior to that. In the first half, it's, it just, like, wasn't quite there. We were, like, one pass away. Yeah. And the narrative was, like – that it was a close game. And I was like, what game are you watching? We should have been up two or three, nothing at half, you know? And um, they didn't really, I think they had one chance the entire game that was halfway decent. Pookie had one, I guess, on like the 15th minute. Um, and, and the goal they got was a total fluke. I mean, I missed that, but it, it's just a you know, weird deflection. Ali had no chance. Um, and he was clearly going to save it. It actually made me ask the question. I don't know the rule on this, but how do they determine an own goal? Because it seemed pretty clear that he would have saved it if not for the deflection. But um, I don't, I, you know, I'm sure there's some reason why that's determined. But um, no, I mean, I was happy to see. I saw the highlights of the goals. The um, I don't think there was enough made about Salah's goal, um, partially because it was just hilarious how he played around with the keeper and put him on his ass and then passed it into the corner of the net for, for a go ahead goal, you know, just the calmness, but Ali's pass was unreal. And um, yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's another good win, but yeah, I thought on the first half, you know, from what I watched, I felt like people were being kind of too negative, at least in the moment. I mean, I I felt like we were, we were going to win the match. Um, you know, all along. So I, w- I wasn't too worried. Yeah. It was a, by the way, it was a, a bad weekend for Liverpool center backs and, and deflected goals. I'm just not going to leave it there. <laughs> oh, is that the, the women's team? Yeah. yeah. Oh. She, oh. Three on goals. I felt so bad for oh. her. Oh, no. Uh, Michaela, Michaela Moore. Yeah. Three, three on goals uh, in Jeez. 39 minutes, I think, or something like that against the U.S. Oh, not not playing for Liverpool. No, no, it was uh, New Zealand. Um, oh, okay. 
versus the US. I, I was, I was feeling it was, Liverpool's in back. One of those moments, though, where it's like Liverpool's men's team to have a title challenge means the women's team have to drop off. It's like, because in 2014, they won the league, obviously, and the men's team didn't win the league. So good. Well, I, you know, I'm sorry for her, but I'm less concerned now. Um, is, that, is that three or four that have come off Matip this year? Because I remember there was the one, the, the De Bruyne one. that was City, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, he's it, another it, one. It, He's, he's getting up there. I actually looked up uh, the stats. You would be proud of me, Sean. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, uh, the most on goals uh, among Liverpool center backs is uh, it's a tie between Carragher and Skirtle. Seven yeah, goals. Skirtle. Because there Seven was one goals. season Skirtle scored like six. But he also had like six own goals or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's seven. So uh, uh, I, I think Joel is getting up there too. You, sh- you should also be there should be some comparison there because Carragher played 700 games. Skirtle did not play <laughs> anywhere near that number, just just to give Jamie a bit of a break. Um, yeah. I want to do one last round on kind of kind of what what happened. Then we want to talk a little bit about City and then look about like look ahead. Um, so so pick a topic. Um, I say for me, there's a bunch of things here. It's like. Salah, 150 goals, only Roger Hunt in Liverpool's history, who played some of his time in the second tier, by the way, um, scored scored 150 goals more quickly. He's ahead of Rush. He's ahead of the other King, Sir King Kenny, that is. He's ahead of Fowler and that other guy who played Man United. Um, I, I mean, oh, just uh, absolutely unbelievable. Um, still don't think. I mean, so, so I was watching a Premier League show earlier and some person who will remain na- nameless because I don't, I don't want to call anyone else talked about Harry Kane being the greatest striker in the world right now oh. what and he had one good game God. Yeah. so yeah. so we could so someone could talk about Salah um we can talk about Thiago Alcantara uh I, I feel like on Saturday it felt like there should have been a law against bringing him off the bench uh that <laughs> really really unfair <laughs> that, that that feels like a topic uh, and then um, I, I felt like, I felt like Mane's goal felt a bit like 2019-20, uh, you know, like conjuring up the image, even though um, a lot of people seem to be very ready to write him off and send him somewhere else very soon. Um, Sadio. What, where, do you, where do you want to go? It sounds like you're on Sadio Mane already. Uh, I, I, I am. I am. That's my guy right there. Yeah, I mean, so Sadio... Uh, it was a little bit head, uh, of a, a head scratcher when um, after Lewis, uh, you know, Diaz's um, first match where some pundits were like, oh, yeah, uh, Sadio needs to be at bench now. <laughs> and and uh, Diaz, uh, you know, should start. And I'm just like, okay, this guy just won, you know, the uh, African Cup of Nations for his, his country, MVP of the tournament. Scored the winning penalty. This is the guy that started this whole thing, um, uh, you know, with with Liber- the the club era. Basically, he was his, you know, uh, big first signing. I still remember that first goal against Arsenal and that match actually. Um, and and uh, you know, I understand he had dips and forms here and there, but who who doesn't? Uh, but I just I just feel like he's very underappreciated. He actually just surpassed um, Barnes, um, 
you know, wow. the uh, goals. No, yeah, yeah, the number of goals, uh, John Barnes. And, and yeah. I, I've already been talking about how John Barnes is underappreciated anyways, and this guy um, just surpassed him. So I just, I don't know what it is, um, and I'm not going to speculate, but I, I truly feel like Sadio is underappreciated and, and um, you know, he should be appreciated more. What he brings is, is just on a different level. And even, you know, when he has a bad match, I know it's, it, it hurts sometimes when he has like, you know, uh, uh, you know, he's in front of the goal and, and he shanks it or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's the little, the other little stuff that he does, the, his defensive work, his, his work um, ethic, um, his pressing. It's just not a lot of people uh, or forwards do that. Um, and his, his, I think, I still think he's in his prime. Um, and I think he's, he can actually get better now with the, all these new new faces in our uh, attack. So, yeah, uh, much love to Sadio. He is going to be around, and I hope he sticks around for as long as possible. So, um, several years ago, I would have said, what a foolish statement. He's with, there with John Barnes, but, but uh, actually, in terms of his contribution. I mean, there are some stats around which show that he, he kind of dipped in a lot of categories last year and he's, he's made his way back somewhat. But I do think, uh, I think Daz was making this point in the agenda, like him through the middle, that seems like a really interesting thing to explore because he's good something in the air. I, yeah, he played there a couple of times for us before in the past, Paul. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, I've always wondered why we didn't do more of because to me, he, he he's he's really well suited to play the nine you know he's very good in the air he's great at hold up play um and he he can bring all the same things that he brings on the wing and I, honestly as he ages like if he does lose a step like he can still play the nine um you know he doesn't you know if he doesn't quite have the pace that he had in the past or the one-on-one you know um, not to take anything away because i agree with Hytham. i think in a lot of ways Monty's underappreciated and I, I think Salah's also underappreciated, but I think Salah often overshadows like the player that Mane has been for us too. And um, but anyway, sorry to jump in there, but like I, I've been think I've thought that for a couple of years now. Like why don't we why don't we try you know Mane in the nine a little more? Um, so I I'd, I'd like to see more it's, of it. So to the to in terms of like him not getting his due or. The, the, the reports of his demise being greatly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think it's necessarily just us, but it definitely applies to Liverpool Football Club in general, or specifically, that it's, it's almost like the weather channel. It can't just be a fucking cold front. It's got to be a pol- polar fucking vortex that's blowing through. So every time like someone's like someone misses a sitter or hasn't scored in two matches, it's like the sky has absolutely like hot lava is bursting from the earth. It's, a, it's I think that's it's because people, we need an, you need an agenda. We can't we can't just simply be a good team. And and you see it from some of our top red buddies too like ah we got to get rid of him like he he passed a ball that didn't go directly to feet he's fucking washed up get rid of him i, I, I love i love Sadio Mane just as a as a human being the fact that he said that he didn't want the club to make a big deal out of him being an afcon winner because he didn't like he thought it might be in, in bad taste because mo his teammate was was on the losing end of that it's like 
there's not enough superlatives to describe what a, what a fantastic human being he is and what a fantastic footballer he is. That I, I, most of my limbs would have like just turned to dust if I had have attempted to do what he did out there. Like uh, I probably would have been spontaneously combusted. It's it was a an unbelievable finish. I will say this: like I thought, all three of our goals were off, were going to be offsides. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not getting my hopes up here. I know some poor bag somewhere is going to say that, a, that like someone didn't cut his fucking fingernails and that was offsides. And like, it's, I, I just had a feeling. And then, but because all three of the goals yeah. were spectacular, yeah. all three of them were, were were amazing goals in their own way. Like, if, I don't know if you watched the uh, the, the um, Allison's clearance. He actually ends up on his ass yeah. after he kicks that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, we're just we're just a fucking good football team. I, I, I there's nothing else really to say. Like it's mm. eight on the bounce. It's like does we have probably have the loudest footsteps in world football right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I don't even think it's close. Yeah. And I, we we're at the point now where everyone is back, bar two guys. And it, it, we just I hate to say like that 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 air of invulnerability is is, is starting to is starting to like pad us back up but it's I, I, I starting to feel that way and i get like i get all giggly and girly thinking about it much like when when tiago pings a ball 30 yards oh, it's, it's just filth just just filth yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing how quickly everybody's like forgotten how good we were for the two two and a half years <laughs> prior to last season and it's like you know i i've I don't know. It's, it's easy to just write last season off, but at the same time, like it's such a fluky, weird season to begin with. And then we had all the injuries. If you just, if you kind of remove the, uh, the middle four months of the season, basically, and you just look at this team going back to 2018, like we're, we're either the, the best team in the world or we're easily top three, you know, over that period of time. So it's easy to take that for granted, I guess. So and and there were actually this weekend, it was weird. Um, the whole load of like pundits talking about like, oh, the race is back on, and I don't know. We all were in, like bought into there was a chance, but but one of the things that the 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 there wasn't a race was oh they're just not as good as Manchester City, and it's like yeah that's not true <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in my world, and now all of a sudden it's weird actually. I, I would have looked at more articles this week. Because we've seen them about, like, if Liverpool drop points, they're like, oh, they're just not as relentless as City, blah, blah, blah. There was not an article I could find in a serious newspaper this weekend that talked about, like, maybe City are not quite as invulnerable as you think they are. It was, it was very weird. It was very weird. Um, well, think about all the mung rags that had us, had us finishing outside of the top four. Well, we got yeah, no every, Almost everyone did. Almost, right. all, you know, yeah. Except for Ian Wright, right? He was yeah. always... Anyway, but we had no depth, right? We could we had like the drop off, blah blah blah. Yeah. Is it, everybody just forgot or, or discounted the impact that losing like Virgil and everybody else last year had, you know? Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, you know, our players weren't as good, even though you know half of them had COVID, and it's just stupid. And, and to be honest with you, we probably wouldn't be behind City now, or you know, or might not be behind City now if we didn't have much players out with COVID. 
during that stretch around Christmas, you know? Right, right. And that, that was one thing I found weird this week. It's like, oh, I did, uh, one of the reasons I didn't think Liverpool were up there is because they had that really difficult patch in December. It's like, you mean the spell we had all those COVID cases? <laughs> that spell? And, and there was a single out. mention of um, <laughs> yeah. conversation. Oh. It's inexplicable. Who knew? How did, how did, how was this possible? Let's take a forensic deep, forensic deep dive into this. No, you assholes. It's, it is, it is a fucking pandemic raging outside and it, it got us again. It's, here's A, here's B. There's a very short line between A and B, you muppets. Yeah, d- details don't sell uh, headlines. So. Yeah. It, yeah. it was like last year and, there, you know, occasionally you'd hear somebody talk about how important Van Dyke was to our attack and how important our defense was to our attack. But you never, it was never like broken down like, you know, our system is basically reliant on playing that high line. And in order to play that high line, we need Van Dyke and other quality center backs. And, you know, when we didn't have that, we, we basically couldn't play the way that we're set up to play. And there was just like never any discussion about that last year. It was just bad champions, you know, all that crap. Um, but, it, you know, again, like if you take out that, that period of like November through February or so, like there's been really no change over the last four years of how good this team is. Can I just, so I don't think we need enough credit to Mo for his 150 goals, but I'm sure we'll talk about him again. Um, Tiago, but I, I do want, I think we feel like we should tilt towards city and your thoughts about them. Few things I'll lead off with. Um, uh, the last time they played Tottenham, at the Etihad with a crowd was at the beginning of the 2019 season, which I think, uh, I, I think I'm right in saying this was the day that they, we separated from them because we'd beaten Southampton away and they did not beat Tottenham. Um, and they never caught up with us in the 2019, 20 season. And then of course we had city. We, we know this were much better without crowds. Um, we had our injuries now we're back to crowds. Where, where are you with City? Because, um, you know, I, I think the um, the 2018-19 City, I still think would be a huge threat to us. I don't think this team, from personal perspective, you know, the numbers aren't that great. Um, and, and, and Sean's probably looked into this more than I have. But the XG per shot is declining, has declined in 2022, very interestingly. Guardiola looked like he'd lost it yesterday in, in the way that we've seen a couple of times before when they stopped winning things. Um, they, they had very few big chances in the game against Tottenham for all the possession, 20, 72%. So I'll, I'll start with you, Hytham, and you know, what, go with whichever angle. But what, 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 are your, what are your thoughts about City? Um, they're clearly still six points ahead of us. We have a game in hand. We have to go there. I don't see them winning all of the other games, but tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I my the way I view them did not change after this past uh, uh, loss per se. Um, you know, I still think they're, they're. I still think you know, and 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 you guys might disagree with me. I think they're the best team in Europe, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just uh, the football that, that they play is, um, I, I know it's hard for you guys to hear this. Um, and again, I, I just go by what I see. 
Um, I know there are going to be stats and XG listed and all of that stuff, but just based on what I see, I feel like they're they're really really good. And 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 this defeat from um, Sunday Saturday, I don't know, from this past weekend. It's at the um, yeah. yeah they they got outplayed. I mean, someone figured out how to um, you know deal with them. Um, I mean, they had what is it seventy nine percent of the position. 72, um, I think it was. Yeah. 72? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but they couldn't do anything with it, uh, which which happened. I mean, it, it's happened to us. If you if you look back a few weeks ago when we played Lister, I mean, we had, we had a lot of possession, not a whole lot of, uh, um, you know, chances, all of that stuff. So it happens to teams. Um, but I still think, you know, it's, it's going to go, it's going to be neck to neck. Uh, they might, yes, they might lose uh, more points uh, between now and, and and May, but I think it's it's also possible for us, you know, just if 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 you want to be, uh, you know, a little bit balanced. Uh, so, and I actually I I I wanted to be a, a close fight because I enjoy those more than let's say you know the win and you know not 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 the way we. Uh, the fact that we won the league in in in, in 2019 uh, 2020 um but just or 2020 2021 i, I forgot 1920 um, <laughs> 1920 thank you yeah. so uh i like i like close fights um you know i just again i think we talked about this in the past i i hate the way the bundesliga is uh, la liga um at times you know when there's only one team running with it um, and I think, you know, I truly believe it's going to be a close fight until I'm hoping until the last day uh, of the season. Um, do, do I think it's city is, is faltering and all of that stuff? I'm, I'm not buying into that yet uh, until I see them. Um, I, I see a couple more teams doing exactly what Tottenham did to them, um, you know, in the next few weeks or whatever. So, um, Quickly, last game of the season, we played Wolves at home, which was who we played at the end of the 2019 season. Well, we won the Champions League. Hmm. I don't know if that tells us anything. Sean, do you have a couple of minutes before you have to leave? Um, just to add a few things in on your perspective on City? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, on City, um, I, I mean, I, I would agree with Python. I, I, I don't think the one loss like, necessarily changes anything. I think it gives us a chance, but I also wouldn't flip it to the point where like, you know, there's still heavy favorites. Like if you look at any of the odds or any of those things, um, they, they definitely have a little bit of an easier run in than we do. Um, but having said that, I mean, it's, it's not like they're completely invincible. They're, they're not as good as they were you know, a few years ago. Um, the, even the, the year that we won the league, I think. And then the year prior to that, when we both were, we, well, we finished with 98 points and they had 92, 99 or whatever. They always had much a much higher XG and a higher, better XG difference than we did. And this year, that's not the case. Right. Um, but that's largely because, um, ironically, that their defense is defensively, they've not been as good. Um, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, I, I still don't think that their center backs and goalkeepers are as solid as ours are. Um, and that, so, you know, their midfield and attack uh, are 
dominant. Like they, you know, in, in my opinion, they probably have the best. There's a ball possession, pass. right? Right. Well, it's but, ball possession, and, and it's it's just there's the way they play, and this is I think this is part of the reason why a lot of people are like, you know, teams come after us, they don't go after City, which is true, but the way they play is that they kind of set up. I think that I might have this slightly off, but I, they set up with sort of a double pivot where they like pull Cancelo like in next to Rodri. And um, they basically line up with a bunch of interchangeable parts in the front, you know, the, the final third. And so they have their front three and then they have De Bruyne and Gundogan kind of mix in. And so it just makes it really difficult for the defense to track. They just have a different style of play than we do. I mean, not that one's better than the other, but they're, they're a very good team. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's it's Liverpool, Man City, and, and Bayern probably the three best teams in the world right now, you know. And, um, you know, if they happen to beat us by a few points to the title, like it's, you know, mm. we're going up against a very, very good team. But, you know, having said that, we're three points back if we can beat Leeds. And that is what it is. I mean, any team, you know, can choke on on their day. And they have some tough games coming up. They have Derby against uh, Man United and – um, some other tough games where they could drop points coming up too. Everton. I don't expect anything for Everton. Especially after. I, so just, I just noticed today the result against Southampton. Man, I, I just saw the 2 0. And then I, I, I actually looked at the some of the results today and I was like, wow, they really got pounded by Southampton. Like that wasn't even a close game. You know, so I, I don't I don't think Everton's going in the right direction. I know some of their fans are hopeful. Of that, but like. Just to be clear, I do think Everton will get battered by City because yeah. they'll do their five nil thing. Um, United, uh, I'm not sure. I think their issue is going to be against teams like Palace and Wolves, who are really well organized because of the XG problem. Right. They don't create as many chances anymore. Um, and clearly, if you saw the game on on Saturday afternoon, um, you will you will have your like evidence point number one that Ruben Diaz is not Virgil Van Dijk. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's um, so overblown. Well, he won, mean, he won football of the year last year. That's I'm not I'm sure he's even the best center back on their team. You know, you know like I mean, it, it, he's he's so over overhyped to me. Um, but uh, no, the and the Man United thing. The reason I say that is because they Man United has actually gotten some results against City the last few years, even with with Ole at the wheel, you know, I mean, they they seem to get up for that match, so I don't almost, they are not a very fun team to watch, I used to love watching Barcelona when Pep coached because they, they just, it wasn't death by football it was like it was almost like mass murder by football like it was just like but this just the, the way that city plays is just it just feels it's almost sterile perfection is a little bit and i'm with i'm with hytham like it's i like a little bit of grit i like some sand in my eye when i'm watching football matches like something that's with something's left to chance and it just doesn't feel like city leaves much to chance until they absolutely do and i think that i said in my group thread i was like if Spurs can ping this ball around a little bit quicker, they'll pull them apart. And as, I think as soon as I texted that to you guys, they scored their second goal. It was it was a passage of like four or five passes, and most of them were either diagonal or moving forward, and and they just they they, they picked them apart. 
It's almost that they like they've lulled themselves into a sense of security like this. They would they ratchet up the pressure, they ratchet up the pressure without really having much to show for it. So they thought, and and sometimes we're guilty of this too, like we're gonna score, we're, we're gonna score, we're gonna score. And, we, and and they don't. And then all of a sudden, because things aren't going as swimmingly as they usually do, they, they, they it's it's almost like a little bit of panic sets in. And I think that Paul spoke to that about the way that Pep reacted to it. It's like it's yeah. it's kind of <laughs> It sucks that you we've it's we've got to the point now where it's perfection or nothing, because we're going to drop points. Like, there's no way we're winning the rest of our games on the way in. We we just it's we just won't. We have what 13 games left now? Is it 13? We play 25. 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. There's there's no chance that we win all 13. And I, I'll I'll go out and say that as much as I'd like for us to do it, it I we just we just won't. Yeah. And. Uh, we were competing on a bunch of different fronts that sit here no longer on. Yeah. So it's, I think that the, the, the saying that because they got beaten, but Spurs beat them at the beginning of the season too, didn't they? First game. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's not unprecedented. I, I, I think that city will, will, they'll tie the likes of, of, of palace. If you remember correctly, I think it was that dodgy handball they got against wolves is the only reason they got bailed out in that game. Yeah, I think it was like they hit him in the armpit, and they said it was. They said it was. Uh, it was. It was a penalty. So, and many, I think you've got down in here like City has seven penalties, seven penalties eleven games. games. Yeah, actually, yeah. and and that's a good point too because that's going to sort of artificially boost their XG too, Paul. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, you know, if they get all of those penalties, so I, there's something they're not they're not quite there, I think. And when Guardiola like loses it, which he clearly did at the end of yesterday's game, I think that's always a good time for us. Um, I don't think I, I, it's weird. I don't think they have a lot of leaders in the team. No, you know they they had the, when they were really good. They had company. Honestly, even like Fernandinho, David yeah. Silva, like they those guys. Um, yeah, I guess like even Yaya Torre back going further back, but um, yeah. you know they don't have anyone like that in this team no. that I can think of. They know? didn't replace company. They didn't. No, they, they did not replace company. They, they've tried to multiple times. God, how much money have they spent on that defense? So, so uh, what, the fullbacks and everything. Else. So many things going on here. Sure, I know you need to leave, but I'll, I'll yeah. leave the city conversation um, with one thing, which is Guardiola has only once won the league uh, in a tight race, like all his time Spain, Germany, and England. It was the tw- it was the season the company scored that goal against Leicester, which I think was the probably the defining moment for them. Eighteen nineteen. Yeah, if you don't count the Cater penalty that Atkinson didn't give it outfield against Leicester, not that I hold a grudge. Um, that that might have been significant also. But yeah, so generally he's it's been a procession. So for him to be like, we should be miles ahead now and we're not. That that could be an interesting thing, interesting moment in this season. So let's let's leave it there. I know we need to go. We haven't even talked about the upcoming week uh, with game on Wednesday against Leeds and the uh, the Carabao <clears throat> League Cup final to talk about. Sean, you need to go, right? Yeah, I'm gonna hop off. Okay, all right. But it's been fun. Take Good to see you. All right. Yeah. So let's let's give it a once around on. Christ, I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> Uh-huh. It was, was going to give us the XG from 27-18 on Companies City. Um, yeah. I, I don't feel afraid of them, actually. That's my nah. – this weekend, which I, I think I did uh, at some point in the last nine months. We'll, we'll win that game. and If we win or lose that game, it'll be, a, it'll be the midfield. 
I, I think we're, if we have Tiago, Fabinho, and Tendo. anyone else, anyone else <laughs> frankly. Yeah. As, long, as long as the midfield names all end in O, either by, by actual name or by, or by nickname, nickname yeah, yeah. we'll be fine. Elio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, quickly, week ahead. Uh, it, it actually always feels... It, it, to me, it always feels more interesting to kind of look back and dissect than to anticipate what goes ahead because I'm not very good at anticipating. Uh, I expect, so go for you, you Hytham, for the final effort on this. Um, I expect us to have quite a strong team against Leeds, uh, although my, for, I, I'm afraid for Leeds because they played a really intense game yesterday on a really heavy pitch. Um, and they lost another player. Oh, they did? Who did they lose? Yeah, the kid that went off with the head injury. Oh, I my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think overconfidence may be our biggest barrier here because I think he's going to be quite a strong team, right? Um, he had he rested a lot of people at the weekend. You don't want to give him too long off. So I'm assuming Fabinho, Trent, Robbo, they'll all be back. Um, what are your thoughts about Leeds? Uh, and then leading into that, um, the League Cup final, which I really want to call the Rumbelows League Cup final, which is Coca-Cola Cup for, for all cup. the kids out for all the kids out there. The World yeah, so, Cup. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, I got my I first think... stereo from Rumbelows. That's my connection. So. Ah. <laughs> uh, Wednesday. I think you said it all, Paul. Um, you know, uh, Leeds is decimated with injuries. I think they had a shot of of their bench, not the bench, but the people that were sitting behind the bench and it was like all their uh, a uh, class a players basically sitting there so i you know i'm not sure and and on top of that they just play one way which is you know uh, i think as you call it go hung or whatever uh hungo hungo football um so yeah i i think you know it's going to be, I don't want to say an easy match, but uh, it's, it's kind of predictable at this point how it's going to go. And again, I think he's going to play <clears throat> a lot of the people that will, uh, or the players that will start on Sunday. Um, and maybe, you know, if we have like a good cushion or whatever, he'll start bringing in, um, you know, some people from the bench just to give him some rest uh, until Sunday. Uh, for Sunday, to me, it feels like a, a oh, it is actually it's a tiebreaker because we drew twice uh, this season yeah. with uh, Chelsea. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, our form is definitely better than theirs at this point. Um, I mean, um, I think I watched the highlights for their match from the weekend against Palace and it wasn't a good one. I mean, um, I think like four seconds was it? Yeah, Lukaku had one of the worst uh, records um, in the, the Premier League as, as a nine or whatever. He had seven touches the whole match, two touches the first uh, half, including kickoff. Uh, the, the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, Tuchel, you know, the, the two matches we played them, um, you know, played a lot of stupid just of course the, the first uh, match at Anfield you know they basically just parked the bus after uh, the red card yeah so we couldn't even um, do anything after that 
or create a lot of uh, chances. Um, you know, the, the second one um, at, at Stanford Bridge, it was, it was what it was. Um, so it's just, I feel like there's this stupid um, chess match with Tuchel every time he plays us in particular. Um, and then every other match that he plays is just like, oh, let, let me just, you know, mix all these players and see what, 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 what comes or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I hope we win Sunday. I really want us to win Sunday just because I have a lot of Chelsea fans in my ears all the time um, <laughs> and would love like a, a you know, a, a thrashing, as Daz would, would call it. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm, based on form, um, I think we should be able to win easily. On, on But I know it's it's a cup final uh Strong possibility is going to go to penalties, you know, all of that stuff. But I, I'm hoping it doesn't have to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm thinking back to we've played them a lot in finals, actually, over the years. Like, um, so the one thing I'm thinking back to is 2005, we lost the League Cup final to them. Uh, then we went on to beat them in the semifinal of the Champions League and win the Champions League. I'd, you know, I'd sign up for that right now, frankly, <laughs> as an option. But obviously, I'd like a trophy next weekend. I've got a uh, T-shirt from uh, Hatskar for a badge, which is called The Wall, which has got all of the trophies. And I'm th- this season, there's a possibility of changing the numbers on four of those trophies. Um, I'd, I'd sell for two. I'd sell for one. I'd sell for one. So, Daz, what, do, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't know if you want to say anything about Leeds, but uh, Chelsea, ugh. Leeds, I like about that club. It's. I don't think Leeds, to 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 Hytham's point, knows anything other than than one hundred percent effort at all times. So, I'd expect Bielsa to have them have them up as much as he can, despite how grueling this this weekend's match was. Which we'll know we'll we'll know we've been in a game, uh, regardless of what the outcome is. Uh, I see, was it uh, Elliot? Elliot got injured in the in the corresponding fixture last last year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's. I think it comes down to us. Won three now, right? I'd like to see us get get business done early. Then he can pull, and then he can pull key personnel off. But uh, and I and I think we've had like really good. I mean, we mentioned this earlier in the show. We've had really good success with our, our substitution. So, um, I'd, I wouldn't mind us. If we are going to put them to bed, do it early so that Klopp can make his changes on 60. Because Chelsea's in France, or they're playing Lille, right? Is it, is it at, at Stamford Bridge or is it over, it's in France? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, think- I, think, I, think, I think it's in France because oh. uh, some of their unvaccinated players are actually not going to be able to make it. Oh, so we're going to find out who their unvaccinated players are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's... I, uh, Leeds always gives me pause just because they seem to be the type of the type of squad that likes to come at us, and it's some, oftentimes it's to their own detriment. That they'll they'll throw, knowing full well that they're going to take punches, they'll continue to throw haymakers. So um, I'd, I'd like to say that that their, their injuries and then how, how grueling this last match was is will pay, will 
we'll take a toll, but they'll still put, they'll put maximum effort into trying to beat us at Anfield on Wednesday. Um, to your point, I think that most of the guys will come back because Klopp's a big rhythm guy and we seem to do really well with two weeks, two games per week, specifically with, with, per, with the personnel. So you're right. I think he'll go hard because yeah. uh, he he's going to want to make those adjustments now before Sunday, before the cup final. Um, I don't like playing Chelsea. I, I don't think I ever really have. And it's it, it just, it, it never fills me with like, with, with excitement to play, to play Chelsea. It's, they always just seem to be like a spoiler squad. Yeah. But having said that, I did I did enjoy the game, Fat Frank's last game against us. There, that was that was that was very uh, very fulfilling. Oh, when we won the league, when they yeah. got the trophy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he yelled at Klopp. That's what he yeah. he got yeah. the yelled at Klopp trophy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so a couple of quick fact checks. Uh, Chelsea are home tomorrow against Leeds. Stamford Bridge. I just saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, well, we're going even, to, even we're, France isn't that far away. It's not. It's not like they're, they're traveling to well, Kazakhstan. We won't find find out who the unvaccinated players are though. This week. until until two weeks. Right, right. One other fact check, and we'll come back to you. Um, I talked about this earlier. Ibrahima Kanate. He was born May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety nine. So he is still. Uh, he's he's just twenty two. He turns twenty three this summer, and of course, twenty fifth of May for anyone who's followed us for a while is a celebrated day given that's when we won the um i think we we definitely won the 77 final Did, was that the istanbul final mm-hmm. as well it was 25th of may yeah. 25th of may all the copites will be singing yes vatican bells they will be ringing um sorry off on a slight detour anyway ibrahim akonata is destined to win a champions league final with liverpool obviously because of the date of his birth i i honestly think that we'll get another english team in a quarterfinal who cares? <laughs> Honestly, at this point, at this point, I don't, I don't know. Um, let's, let's hope it's Man United, obviously, but uh, I don't think those are the teams are as good as us. No. Oh, did you see Luke Shaw gobbing off about how they could potentially win, <laughs> win the Champions League? Like, mate, go take a bath. So, so get, he... stay off the, stay off the bath salts. So I think he's looking to recover his reputation because I think most Man United fans think he's the leak in the in the dressing room about how bad things are. Like there was a uh, like the Anfield rap had a guy on from United We Stand, and he seems to be blaming you, Luke Shaw, for most of the disruption in the dressing room. He was trading secrets for pies, something like that. Yes, yes, because because actually that's what he said. He's like. He's like, it was 70 minutes gone in the game against Middlesbrough and he's puffing and puffing. It's like, what kind of professional is that? <laughs> well, that's the pies. And anyway, yes, we've we've gone off here. Chelsea, um, Sunday, um, 11.30 kickoff here in the US. We will be back um, to uh, talk. a couple of things we're going to talk about before we leave, but um, we will be back it, next week after the League Cup final against <clears throat> the team from London. Um, Two things various states of disrepair. Yeah. Well, yeah. If if we've won, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. But anyway, a couple of uh, our, our like previous themes. I just did want to go over the, 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 uh, this week. There were a couple of only Salah moments, which I think we talked about, and 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 turns out only Jared Bowen, only Mohamed Salah has has had more goal EPL goal contributions than Mo Salah. Um, uh, like uh, it feels like insert name here. 
But anyway, the, the key theme is only Mo Salah. And then on our penalty watch, you mentioned this earlier, City, seven penalties in 11 games. Um, there was a handball in the Arsenal-Brentford game, was not given a penalty, seemed very similar to the one they got yesterday or on Saturday. Um, not a mention of the two fouls on Mane in the penalty area. It feels like it's okay to kick and punch and do whatever to Mane and Salah, and it's never going to be a penalty. Um talking about this hoping that that's different in the league cup final on sunday hi them daz thanks so much for joining us if you enjoyed the podcast please share it with a friend uh follow us on twitter we only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible um we didn't complain about any sources this week so can't talk about anyone in particular thank you <laughs>